Hi there, I'm Andy, a moon chasing, manifesting, wander lover, and feel good aficionado. Consider me your woo woo best friend. This show is a sacred space for ideas, concepts, and modalities that might be considered taboo, but that I personally find a great magic in. In these conversations, my mission is to inspire confidence, worth, and mystical thinking in our modern world. Let's get into it, shall we? Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to the show. We're back. And today I have a guest. We're we're getting into a super fun conversation all around business strategy as a spiritual, as an intuitive, as a creative, as a person who has gifts to share with the world. And her name is Jessa Glover. Jessa is an intuitive business coach who guides ambitious leaders and healers to scale their way to more freedom, flow, and funds. All the things I love to talk about, finding freedom, abundance, getting in flow. This is exactly what Jessa's expertise and specialty is. She has a signature framework in which she marries soulful sales mastery with the energetic principles of business in order to empower her clients to create massively successful aligned businesses. And we're talking about all sorts of things business, but also relationships, love. We're talking about boundaries, alignment, little bits of psychic wisdom. And she's just a total gem of a human being. And she's got a really amazing story of how she found her way into the work that she's doing. And so we're going to get into it. Meet Jessa Glover. Hi, Jessa. How are you? Welcome. Hi, I'm wonderful. Thank you for awesome. having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so I'm so excited to have you. And we were just chatting a little bit before we started recording. And you're you're like my first business guru that's joining the show. So I'm super excited to get chatting. And before we do, I want to check in about your just ask an astrology question. So tell me about your big three: your sun, your moon, and your rising signs. So those of you who've seen me online can probably guess by my very round pale face that I'm a sun can my son is in cancer. <laughs> um, and my rising is in Scorpio and my moon is Sagittarius. Ah, oh, love it. I, yeah. I, I love a cancer sun. My mom's a cancer sun and I do a lot of I do a lot of work with lunar energy and so I just I just love that cancer energy. It's so it's so it's such a beautiful energy. Andy, what about you? I don't know your big three. I'm I'm a Leo sun. I am cap rising. Oh. I'm a tor- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a powerhouse. <laughs> and then I'm a Taurus moon. So wow. it's a it's a trip. I I've talked about this a little bit before, but you know, growing up, I, I only, I knew my sun sign, you know, as many of us, like as teenagers are like, I'm a Leo. That's like all I knew. And then when I, when I had the Capricorn rising realization, it was like, Oh, this is what, this is what this is. Because I, I had the, like the Leo performer charismatic, I had that energy. And I, I knew that really clearly, but I was like, why is it that I'm like, 
wanting to like, you know, create all this like structure and all this like, you know, I I, I was like, that's not very Leo. Like, what is this? And then yeah. I got it. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. same same with me in the Scorpio rising. I was like, oh, so much makes mm-hmm. sense now because there's certain things that I'm like this is not really like cancer vibes. So what is yeah. that about? And then when I found, you know, uh, Scorpio rising, I was like, oh, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you've got all that water, but like Scorpio is like a fiery water sign. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Mm, She's love a little it. spicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Some of my, many of my like very best girlfriends have a lot of Scorpio in their chart or mm-hmm. are Scorpio sons or Scorpio rising. So I, I love that that energy too. It's, it's so fun and spicy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Okay, cool. So I am excited to get into your work. So tell us a bit about what you do. And I kind of want to know the whole story of how you, how you kind of found your way into working with the type of people that you work with, Mm -hmm. but let's start with what you do and what your, what your current offerings in this world are. Yeah. Awesome. So I work specifically with spiritual entrepreneurs, usually who are service-based. It doesn't matter if you're a coach, a VA, a healer, a mystic, um, a medium. Um, That's really who we serve. And we specifically work in group coaching and mastermind format. So bringing people in for 12 weeks to six months based off of kind of where they're at in their journey. Uh, But specifically, we work with like ambitious leaders and healers who in some way, shape or form are an expert or in something and are looking to either start and kind of grow the business or are ready to expand and scale and take it to the next level. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people that that work on that offer things like business masterminds or strategies, group coaching, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Why for you did you choose or how did you find your way into specifically working with people of that are spiritually inclined or spirit led? Mm-hmm. Mm. So I love, I get asked this question a lot as a guest on podcasts and truthfully, it was just like the people I attracted yeah. naturally. I'm like, what I like literally leaders and healers like that, those words kept coming up and resonating and it resonated with me. And actually our like business company mission is to promote healing through entrepreneurship. And so through working with these type of people, this is truly how I believe we're able to change the world and make the world a better place and lean into this new paradigm. And it just honestly was who we were attracting. And I was like, following what feels good, following my pleasure. I'm like, yes to this. This is so aligned. Let's just lean in, lean in, lean in. Mm, So beautiful. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's the people I love hanging out with, spending time with. And yeah. And my background was I I spent, I spent 12 plus years in a corporate environment and I, I worked in the beauty industry and I, I was working for a brand that was an, that is an Ayurvedic beauty brand. So I kind of had that I kind of grew up in that experience. And Mm -hmm. so I had that Ayurvedic connection kind of weaving all through my corporate experience. And when I left that job, which was back in 20, gosh, 2014, I, I immediately was attracted to, okay, what's next for me, found my way into astrology. And then that led to other forms of mysticism and modalities. And then as I started 
pulling in just friendships with people that had that sort of um, that interest first and then specifically female leaders, women leaders who were working in those spaces. I was like, man, this is how, this is how things are going to, this is how things are going to shift. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, so going back into kind of how we started the business and got to where we are today. Um, I usually plug people into my story when in 2014, I was institutionalized not once, but twice. And I had been heavily medicated from the time I was in sixth grade for ADHD, bipolar one. And then shortly after my second institutionalization, I found out I was pregnant. And my doctor said, you know, you're just coming off of the, you know, a hospitalization, you know, in order to keep you stable, um, I am going to advise that you terminate your pregnancy. You know, you can't with the medication you're on, all of these things. And for the first time in my life, I really followed my intuition and fired that doctor. I threw out all my medication and I really went deep into like my healing journey as opposed to trying to put a bandaid over all the shit and trauma that I was dealing with. And then I was working a corporate job. I got like this big girl job. I bought a new house. I was a single mom and a few uh, chapters into working that in the corporate world like wholesale, totally not aligned, but I was like making big girl bucks. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and I walk in one day, it was a Thursday. We had a normal morning meeting. My boss said, tomorrow's Friday and we're closing the doors to the business for good. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. And that was my second layoff. Um, and that, you know, like I said, I was a single mom. I just bought my first house. I'm like, what am I going to do? So I knew that I wanted to work for myself. I knew that I wanted to work from home so I could have the flexibility um, to take care of my kid as best as possible. And uh, that's when I started the business. And I actually started out as like a general VA, just literally was like, I'll do anything for anyone using the skills that I have. And through that, then I started doing consulting calls and coaching calls and sharing my story and speaking about like, And I want to say this too, my story is not one of like anti-medication, it's pro-healing. If medicine works for you and it's helping you heal and do what you need to do to get better, for sure. For me, it wasn't the thing that was actually helping me heal. It was hurting me um, to the point that I had to be hospitalized for it. So um, with that being said, just sharing my story and showing up online, and that's how I began to really attract people who resonated and were focused on holistic ways of healing um, that also wanted to you know, grow and scale their businesses as well. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, You know, it's, it's, uh, it's every one of us has a different kind of awakening to our gifts and, and talents and our innate wisdom sort of story. And it's so often that we have some sort of, some sort of crash, some sort of moment of rock bottom, but also some sort of, there's some sort of rising out of the ashes, that Phoenix Mm -hmm. moment that comes from it. And I was reading something this morning around how as adults, we often have such a fear of failure or such a fear of having that crash that we don't allow ourselves to even approach edges. And, you know, as kids, it's like, you know, we're just like going for it. And, you know, having a, having a, having a, a younger 
person in your life, we just, you know, we, we operate so differently than, than they do because they're just going for it all the time. So for you, when you were coming out of that experience and kind of having this moment of rising, when in your work at, you're working as a VA and you're helping people with all sorts of things, when did you realize you had the power to really elevate entrepreneurs in a way that perhaps they weren't even seeing yet for themselves? I was doing a power session. I was doing these power sessions with different entrepreneurs and I was doing one with a local entrepreneur here, actually, Alicia, and she is an esthetician and she was looking to, she, we connected on many levels. She was, you know, still working a corporate job. She was unfulfilled. She wanted to go full-time in her business and she was a mom and she um, was struggling with you know, a lot of like mommy guilt. And even her son was saying like, you don't spend as much time with me because she's trying to play the Instagram game when she's not working her nine to five to build the business. And we did a couple intensives with each other. And within a few short months, she was able to transition out of her nine to five and, you know, is messaging me, voice noting me like I did it. I put in my notice. I'm out. (laughs) I'm free. And I'm going full time in the business and I feel so excited and it feels like safe for like scary, but also safe and sensible and logical for me to take this next step. And I couldn't have done it without you. And that was the moment that I was like, oh, we can really do this shit. (laughs) We can really do this and teach other people how to do it as well. And that was like the turning point for me that I was like, I'm going to go ahead and lean into the coaching Um, because it feels amazing. And I'm able to really see through, I think a big part of coaching, you know, others, as you know, is really seeing through and being able to bring people home to themselves and, you know, give them the tools to break down their own stories and bullshit and barriers and stuff so they can step into their true selves. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. It's, you know, I, I find that we all, we all have, we all have what we need inside. We really have it. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter sometimes of tapping into it and really pulling it out. Actually, <laughs> yesterday I was in the kitchen with Ben and my partner, and he was kind of having a moment of, we're, we're in this new house. We're like setting everything up. He's a musician. He's setting up his studio. <laughs> and he's like, he, he, he said to me, he was like, you know, right now I feel like what I'm really good at is being a cat dad. That's, he's like, I, I'm not playing any music. I'm like, not like my studio's not ready yet. You know, I'm just like, I'm in this moment of, I'm, I'm just being a cat dad. And I was like, well, you know, you're, you're really, you're a really amazing cat dad, but you have so many other gifts and, you know, and he's so talented. He's just yeah. like beyond talented. And I said to him, I was like, you know, what does, what does Jay-Z say? And he was like, I don't know. He's like the most talented man, like in my industry. Like, what does he say, Andy? Like, what is it? And I was like, I, I just had happened to have been reading this article about like Jay-Z's rise. So I was like, well, let me tell you, Jay-Z <laughs> says that we all have this and we all have this innate talent within us. And it's mm-hmm. really a matter of if we tap into it. Yeah. And he also says, if you can speak it, and own it, then it can exist in the world. And I think that that is so much of what we, that we that work in this space of helping people to find their, find their real gifts is so much of what we get to do is Mm -hmm. to help people really identify what that is and then speak it into existence and then 
go Jay-Z that thing and yeah. do the thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I didn't know that about Ben. Tyler, my partner, he's my full-time business manager and he's also an artist as well and producer oh, and keyboardist. And so he gets moments where he's like, I feel like right now I'm a really good, he'll say, I'm a really good worker bee and just like yeah. knocking things out. <laughs> just yeah. getting things done. I'm not the visionary big person, big picture. Like I just want to like jam, knock stuff out, yes. you know, be the behind the scenes kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Ben, Ben's Ben's a keys player too. That's oh, his that's yeah. his original instrument. Yeah, he's a keys Yay. player too. Yeah, I love it. It's so much fun having uh that artistic mindset involved in your business too. I mean, because Ben is producing my podcast and he mm -hmm. does a lot of, a lot of things to help me out. And, uh, I often, like, I think about, we launched, we've been working on this show for, you know, a, a while. And mm -hmm. we, I feel like we took a lot longer to, to launch because of his knowledge and experience of just doing this right. Yeah. And I think he spent, I've, I've definitely not shared this on the show, but I, I think he spent he spent like three months listening to like the best podcasts in the world so that from a sound perspective, he, we would like really get it right. That's love. We you have know? this, we have this book. So I have a five-year-old. We have this book that like goes through like, you know, sharing a hug. That's love. So we have this little inside joke. Like when we hear stuff like that, we're like, that's love. That's love that he yeah. would go to that extent. I love that. It's yeah. Beautiful. It's so good. And and my, my dad, the first time he heard the show, he was like, Andy, this is like a professional podcast. I'm like, what do you think I'm doing over here? Like, <laughs> yes, that is the goal. That yeah. is the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah that. It's so good. Oh, me too. Me too. So, okay. So you mentioned you were working with this, with this client of yours and you're having mm -hmm. this kind of moment of realizing your, your ability to really bring people forward and mm -hmm. really set set them on this really amazing path to success. So mm. what are some of the things that you think or what are some of the things that you teach in your programs that are the first steps that an entre entrepreneur might take when they're really getting into their alignment to start getting their business going in a way that they could make it like really their thing, mm -hmm. that they could be really successful with it? Yeah, I'm super glad that it, you mentioned this because the alignment piece is so key. Like that's the piece that so many people are, that, that's, that's the piece is the alignment piece. And even before we started this, we were, uh, Andy and I, you guys that are listening, we're talking about permission and giving yourself permission to come into alignment. And so the first step that we walk people through is the vision. Like, what is it that you really, really really truly want and desire and see for your life as as like the big picture thing like if you and i always say there are no rules only energy so as big and extravagant as you want it to go or if you're like me and you like simplicity like simplicity is super luxurious to you you're the type of person that likes to go canoeing and you know maybe build yourself a tiny home one day if that's your idea of your big picture vision to really hold space for that and get clear on what exactly that is, what that looks like, so that all your other decisions in your business from your marketing, your messaging, your sales process, the team you build are all in alignment with that vision. That is number step. That is number number step. That is step mm -hmm. number one. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. The permission is so important. And I mean, I, I found for me when I was leaving my corporate job, that was, and I think it is the case for many of us. It was, it was the confidence mm-hmm. that I was really working on. Like, can I, wh- what, what I knew I was good at was doing this thing I had done. I was a, I was a VP of sales for a beauty brand. And mm-hmm. I, I knew I was really good at that. I knew I was really good at leading those teams. I knew I was really good at creating sales strategies and marketing plans. And I was like, how does that apply to who I am? And I, I my confidence was not there. I was very much like, I'd like to be the CEO of my own life. Mm-hmm. And I know how to be the CEO of, of, a of somebody else's thing, but I don't know what that looks like for me. And right. I'm definitely am I like, am I like ballsy enough to figure that out? That was very much where I was. And, you know, I think back to that time and there was not readily available or as obviously available people like you and programs like what you offer. And when I finally found my way into those types of experiences, I was like, oh, this is what, this is what I was looking for. Yeah. And so I felt like it took me it took me a couple of years to really build that confidence and worth to really step out and and like do my thing. And it also took some failures to like try something out and be like, nope, that was not, that's that not it. it. That yeah. is not where I want to go. Or that didn't feel, even if it was a success, it didn't feel great along the way. Mm-hmm. Or, or there were things that just didn't work, just didn't work. And once I kind of got through that process, I was like, okay. Like mm-hmm. now I've tried some things, I've tested some things, I've had some failures, I've failed fast forward, and that's been really that's been really eye-opening and evolving. And now getting to work in community with other women women doing doing their thing, it just I feel like it makes things move so much quicker mm-hmm. and with more power. Mm-hmm. And I wonder for you in your in your group coaching, what are some of the things that you see in addition to the permission, just needing the permission to go for it, that mm-hmm. working collaboratively in groups like what you do, what is that, what does that energy look like? And what's what's kind of important about working in that sort of collaborative group experience with you as their as their as their coach, as their lead? How does how do you see that that supports the the people that you work with? So first, I want to just lean into the science. And the science is that like when women work together, when they community together, when they collaborate together, they live healthier, longer lives. They're happier even. And the same applies to business. And because especially specifically for spiritual entrepreneurs, right, we're leading this new paradigm, this new shift. We're doing things differently. We're speaking up, saying things that people feel, you know, they're, maybe they're not ready for or have, haven't been said yet. Um, and even bringing old, you know, old things back into, you know, old truths back into to modern day society as well. It can be super lonely and isolating. And so the beauty of being in a community of people who are building right alongside you, and we actually um, changed our program. So they're no longer like this hierarchical thing that you typically see in this space of like, if you're just starting, you're in this pocket. And if you're making 20K months, you're in this pocket. Everyone's learning together side by side. I, I killed that. It, it, it didn't feel good to me in my programs. And it was like this weird kind of like you have to earn it to get into this thing. Mm-hmm. So um, that being said, when we shifted that, it was like 
you could see the light bulbs on every call, <laughs> like more of them and brighter because people were, things were just clicking for people at a, at a faster rate. And I think that when we surround, I know, cause I've seen it when we surround ourselves with people who are building and in the ringer with us, um, it expedites and fast tracks our way and makes us feel so much more at ease because we know we have a community to rely on, to share our wins, our challenges. Um, Cause once again, it can be when you're, you know, <laughs> out there trying to figure it out on your own, it can be isolating. You know, your best friend that's still working her corporate nine to five and has no vision of being an entrepreneur. She doesn't get it. You know, your, your mom and your sister, she, they don't get it. You know, your lifelong um, childhood best friend, she doesn't quite get it. And so having the space to say, you know, um, even this week we had um, some clients sharing, you know, uh, difficulties with clients and people, you know, being out of integrity and stuff like that. Like, who do you talk to about that stuff when stuff like that yeah. happens? And how do you prepare and having the space to honestly say like, oh my God, this triggered, <laughs> this triggered my abandonment stuff. And I need some help, you know, grounding and moving forward and staying in integrity while I deal with these situations, because business is not always going to feel amazing and be amazing and have, you know, it's not an upward thing. It's, it's one day, you're flying high. Yes, I landed a new client. The next day you're like, oh my God, am I even cut out for this? And so having a community to lean on and um, lean into when you have those um, moments, I think is absolutely a non-negotiable for uh, business success and the health and well-being of individual entrepreneurs. And I know that not only because I've seen it from how I've worked with people, and other entrepreneurs, but even in my own life, I've taken, I've taken steps back and said, I'm not going to do coaching right now. I'm going to kind of lean out and, you know, isolate myself. Like, you know, my love language is quality time. So what's my biggest form of self, self-sabotage isolation. So I'll be like, bye, I'm going to disconnect from everyone. And then it's like, Oh, that's why I stayed connected because of, you know, situations and moments like this, where community is again, the non-negotiable. Yeah, I, I so I just so believe in that. And I think it is just what what we what we're seeing, I find right now. And especially I, I was reading a stat that's like in 2021, there were more women that started businesses than men. And that's like a, a new statistic that more women were starting businesses than yeah. men in 2021. And I also just see that the way that women are doing it is through community connection, collaboration, finding their support systems in a way that I've never seen before, you know, just in the last two years, it's something that I've just really noticed is rising and mm -hmm. it's because it's so powerful. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And the work you're doing is just what we, what we need as, as solopreneurs, as soulpreneurs, as spiritualpreneurs. Yeah. It's so, it's so needed. It's so important. One of my favorite quotes, and this is like, become a, a staple in how we do things in our programs and um, everything really from, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher her last name. Ayanla. What's her last name? She's a famous speaker, but she has this quote 
And she's very good friends with Oprah too. She, uh, her quote is, I'm not my sister's keeper. I am my sister. And like the power of sisterhood and community, it goes back for generations. It's only in modern day society that we're like, I'm going to have my little family unit of four and just be on my own thing. But when you look at, again, the healthiest you know, longest living, happiest communities of women. It's the women that are connected with each other that spend time in nature together, exercising together, walking together, um, speaking together, you know, and um, just holding space for one another. And I don't think it's any different in the business space at all. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So real, so true, so important. Okay. I want to ask you about boundaries. So something you you talk a lot about and Mm -hmm. especially as women i i find that as we're growing our businesses and we're building families and we have uh, we we have just a lot of a lot of things coming at us on any on any given day and and coming out of this last year i know i know for me it was a year of boundaries being especially I had to, I had to work especially hard to keep my boundaries. Cause it's like, everybody knows your home this last year. It's like, you're always going to be reachable. You're always going to be, you're always going to be like right on the other end of like yeah. whatever device. And so what are your, what are your tips and strategies when working with women, especially mm-hmm. around finding ways to create boundaries for themselves? Yeah. And this is hands down one of my favorite things to speak and teach on because as the CEO, like CEO in our world is chief energy officer. So again, there are no rules. It's only energy. And so in order to protect that sacred asset of yours, um, boundaries are the key. And a big mistake I see a lot of people make, and even myself, I made a when I was learning about boundaries, practicing healthy boundaries, was that like, it's like this managing of other people as opposed to really managing yourself and your expectations with yourself and your ability and willingness to communicate and be honest. And that's number one when it comes to setting boundaries is really just speaking the truth in love and saying, I don't have the bandwidth for this right now, or I'm not going to make it. And being a, and I think that's also another thing that makes really powerful leaders, healers, entrepreneurs is just speaking the truth in love and being superb communicators. And um, there are really three areas to look at your boundaries and where they can improve. And the first question to ask is, where are my energy leaks? Number one, energy. So maybe that's scrolling, binging on content. Um, I know, Andy, in one of your episodes I was listening to, you mentioned like binging on food. And that was one for me as well. And that was a big energy leak because of the cycle of like, I'm binging on food and then the guilt and then so many things, right? So where are my energy leaks? Number one, number two is time. So where is my time being leaked, you know, with friends that maybe I'm gossiping with or, you know, my... (laughs) My best friend, personally, I'll share, like, my best friend just moved 10 minutes from here. And he's like, hey, I know you're home. I'm going to swing by. And (laughs) my boundaries are being tested because I'm like, yeah, that's great. But also, (laughs) you know, so time, energy, time. And number three, 
is space. So if y'all are like me, I'm somebody who really, really thrives on a lot of alone time and space to think and meditate and journal and exercise and, you know, being at home, working with my partner full time, we live together, we work together, we sleep together, then we have a little one. Um, Space is a big one for all of us now, you know, we're all home. And so where do you need more space? Where where would space benefit you so that you can, some of us feel this like contraction or very stuck, very um, trapped almost. Whereas if you can look at, you know, uh, where where can I create more space? Where do I need more space? It's going to allow you to open up and to expand into the full expression of yourself. And those really time, space, energy, those are the biggies. Those are the big three to look at. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. And the space one, you know, we just, with this move that Ben and I just made, we, that was, that was our, one of our big moments of awareness is that after spending a year, it was, it was, we had moved. So it was, it was wild. We had, we were living in Nashville and we moved into our apartment in New Orleans on March 1st of 2020. And no. Yes. I'm like, what year are we in now? 2021. And March 1st of 2020. I'm like blocking out 2020. Yeah. So we moved, we moved. yeah I'm like, did that happen? Um, so we moved into our apartment March 1st of 2020. And then we went into, into quarantine on 13 days later. And mm-hmm. when we moved into that apartment, we both thought he was going to be on tour all year and I was going to be traveling quite a bit. And so we, we were like, oh, this will be great. We're going to have this cute garden district apartment where we can, when we're home, we can like bounce out the door and go to restaurants and do all the things. And psych. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huge psych. Seriously. And we, in, in the moment in which we were like signing the lease, we're like, we'll do this for like a year or two and then we'll figure out what we want to do next. And, and then of course, as all of us were doing, we were, you know, I'm working from home running my business. He was like, turned our like very small office space into a recording space and for for his work and we as we were making a decision about what was coming next after that we now are in a house that's got four four bedrooms and a studio and you know we're paying twice what we were before but mm-hmm. the space the boundary of space and creating and what that allows for us both mm-hmm. with our time and and our energy, mm-hmm. he can go and work and, you know, of course, we're still getting things set up, but he'll be able to go and work in his studio. I'll have my office space. I have a room that will be just for the purpose of like w- my wellness practices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe eventually there will be those, some of the, the space will be for growing family. We'll see what happens next. Yeah. But we, we were like the, the energetic exchange, the, the money exchange of this is so worth it because we are going to be able to be healthier, happier, thriving, more romantic, more creative, more yeah. restored just by giving ourselves this, this, this thing that we both really need. And yeah. we also know what a, what a privilege it is to be able to create that for ourselves yeah. and and we're also not apologetic about it because we're like, if we don't have this space, we're not our best selves. Right. And we can't, we can't, we can't do all the good in the world that we each want to do him with the type of music that he makes and the way that he, he inspires people through sound and mm-hmm. the work that I'm doing. I, we, we can't do it without those, those boundaries. And it was such a, that lesson was such a real one coming out of 
yeah, this experience. Key. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I, I love that. That's, that's a way that you're working. Okay. Another thing I want to ask you about that. I think oftentimes as women, we don't really talk about in business or we get, we get freaked out or nervous about is because it can be a bit more of a, of a masculine sort of energy is selling. And I know that that's something that you, you've got, you've got a course around it. You do a lot of work around mm -hmm. helping with sales strategies and business. So what are your, what are your tips on stepping into a place of really being comfortable when you have a business or a passion that you're working on, perhaps turning into a business on getting comfortable with the, with those, those sales conversations? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this is a big one and I could like talk about this all day. And for the first part of this and soulful sales, intuitive sales, consensual sales, whatever we want to call it. I believe that each of us, like we've been talking about has gifts, talents, right? Naturally as we are, that we can enhance through whatever. And sales is the vehicle that allows us to invite others in to experience those gifts and the transformation that we're able to co-facilitate with them through those gifts. And it's nothing else. It's not sleazy. It's not gross. It's not drama. It's not pushy. It's not weird. It's simply an invitation and learning the art and the science of inviting others in to co-facilitate the transformation that we're here to guide them through. And whether it be, you know, whatever kind of business you have, even if it's, you have a candle selling business. I love candles. Candles help me transform a space like we're talking about. And so with that being said, I truly believe and know that each of us with these gifts, we have a responsibility, a moral obligation to to share those gifts with people and invite them in to experience that for themselves. And it's, again, nothing more than an invitation saying, you know, hey, we've been chatting for a while. Let's talk and feel into this together. And if, you know, it's right for you, great. If not, I can help guide you towards your next best step. And it's, I think that a big part of, of, of what feels weird and gross about sales for people is they've had bad experiences in the past. Um, you know, they don't want to be that guy or gal that was selling to them inappropriately, crossing their boundaries, you know, formally, mm -hmm. or what I like to call princess syndrome, where they bought into this idea that like attraction marketing is the end all be all. And there is no sales or sales conversation that has to happen. It's just like, I'm going to put this post out and people are going to immediately buy from me. And yes, that happens. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But building a, you know, empire, a scalable <laughs> business there is sales that goes on behind the scenes that we don't see, you know, when you're looking at, oh, so-and-so is having a six-figure month, you know, because she's, she's, she's understanding the art of selling and she's behind the scenes, she's selling. It's not just the post that's, that, you know, they're relying on. And um, yeah, sales is a beautiful thing and sales is service. It's a relationship. It's a conversation. And I always like to say as well, sales is sex. So there's a big part of selling that's flirting and teasing and foreplay and aftercare as well that I think is really fun to talk about too. Well, it's a whole lot more fun when we equate sales to sex than, uh, <laughs> than thinking about that. Like, yeah, that's like sleazy. Yeah. 
guy that was selling you something and you're just like, what, what is yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always think of, do you guys remember when we would go to the mall and they would have like mall days are really over now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but go to the mall and there's like the male kiosk, the, the middle like kiosk thing. And they mm-hmm. always have, my hair is up right now, Andy. So, but you know, you've seen my gram and I've got big curly hair. And I just remember like these guys like reaching out and grabbing my hair and like, I'm going to straighten your hair and let me show you this and like touching me. And that was like a big thing that I realized was like down in me when I started to get into like my mindset, like sales trauma stuff. I was like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, I don't want to be grabbing people's hair without permission. You know, I don't want to be the Instagram version of that guy. (laughs) So I got to figure this shit out. You know, yeah. And, and I think all of us have had experiences like that in some way, shape or form. And therefore it holds us back from being able to share our gifts and our talents with others through invitations and, you know, having those sales conversation. And what I like to say, flipping a brick in the DMs is supposed to, you know, being stuck in the friend zone, he, he, ha, ha, replying on people's stories. It's like, how do I take this to the next step? And that's a big, big part of what we work on and what we teach. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And I mean, yeah, the trauma, the trauma moment of like the, what, what are you seriously touching my hair? That's really happening. And then you carry that forward as you're, as you're going into business and thinking about, especially when it's like, when, with the people that you work with and the, and the people that I, I'm so fortunate to get to work with too. It's like, we're, we're working with, with people who are either, they have some sort of creative talent and, or we're working with people that have this, this healing ability or this like deep spiritual connection. And that stuff is so sacred, creativity, spirituality, it's so sacred. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about, about that guy grabbing, grabbing your hair when you're not asking for it, and then you consider the sacredness of creativity and spirituality and healing and what that, what that looks like. And it's like, yeah, you you just want to, you want to invite people to experience that in a way that feels really, really sensual mm-hmm. and really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that that's something you're teaching. I think it's, it's so much, there's so many, you know, that's what we've been talking about. There's so many talented, gifted humans out there that have something to share and offer to the world and finding the way to do that in a way that feels really, you know, yummy to them is, is really amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it feels a lot better than staying broke and staying uncomfortable and staying out of alignment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Okay. So I'm going to close with, we have five questions that I ask every guest, every episode to get to know a little bit more about you. And the first one is tell me about an object or charm that is special to you. <gasps> Oh, I know. I know those of you listening won't be able to see this, but Andy, I'm going to show you. It's right okay, here. This is a token of mine that really helps me sit my ass down when I need it and slow down. And it's this beautiful little token. It's got the different phases of the moon on one side. It's like about the size of a quarter. And then on the other side, it's got this little phrase that says, relax. Everything is running right on schedule. The universe. Obsessed. It, obsessed. I get I get goosebumps. Like every single time I see this on my desk, I'm like, like okay, because I'm yes. a 
I'm a fighter. I am like, go, 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 do the thing, da, da, da. And a big part of the work that I get to do is like, I get to slow down. It gets to be easy. I get to do less, but better. And all of the things that I teach and really embodying that. And this is like one of the tokens that really, um, it's just, it's just a simple reminder. So this, yeah. this little gal right here. I love it. You're a projector in human design. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I am a six two uh, projector, emotional authority. Yeah. So you, you have to listen to the universe and slow down. Yes. Yeah. Literally. And we have the inside joke, Tyler and I, um, he's like, like literally our payments come through when I'm sleeping, like when I'm napping, when I'm sleeping, when I'm sleeping, not even resting and laying down. And so he'll be like, go lay your ass down. Like, <laughs> yeah. Go take a nap, make us some money. Yeah. Go make us some money and lay and take a nap. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. Next question is, tell me about a book that changed your life. Mm, so many. I'm kind of a little bookworm. Um, and this is kind of cliche for our space, but it really was like a, and it's at the root of everything we teach, the four agreements. Mm, so, so good. You know, the four agreements um, and the big leap by Gay Hendricks. Like I love that book. And I remember I was on vacation in Cabo, like just listening and like, Oh my gosh, my mind is being blown right now. Like I'm current, I'm currently on vacation having an upper limit problem. (laughs) So that was two, but yeah, yeah. Those are, those are two biggies. Love them. Love both of those. So good. Okay. Tell me about an experience or moment that changed your life in a profound way. Hmm. Which one do I choose? I mean, so, so many um, that changed my life in a profound way. I would say my layoff, my corporate layoff, right? Because honestly, when I was sitting there, my boss was telling me that, like my initial reaction was like, oh, fuck. But there was like this little, (laughs) this little voice in the back of my mind that I think all of us that have experienced that at some time or another, when we're working in a place that was out of alignment and things ended abruptly, there was this little voice that was like, you're free. (laughs) Yes. That voice was like popping champagne while you're having like the, oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Like ego's freaking out, but your spirit's like, yay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that was a big, big pivotal moment because if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. Doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what is something that you do for your health and wellness? A lot. I'm not going to lie. My self-care is a bit extensive, Um, but it's a lifestyle and not a splurge, as we like Mm -hmm. to say. (laughs) And for me, it's movement. I've always been, I've actually lost almost 90 pounds. I had weight loss surgery uh, at the end of 2019. And I move a lot. And even when I had all the excess weight on me, I was very active, moved a lot, hiked a lot, get outside. And so for me moving and now like with what I call like my new body, (laughs) it feels so liberating. And like, even yesterday I was at, I was at bar class and I was like, this is me. This is my body. Like, wow. I, I feel just so liberated in being able to move this avatar of mine in, you know, deeper and, 
um, even getting more intimate with my body as well um, through movement, whether it be my little hula hoop that's in the corner or, you know, dance classes, burlesque class and stuff like that. So yeah, that's, that's a biggie. (laughs) So good. Okay. Tell me about, this is our last question. So tell me about a moment that you knew magic was real. Mm. So we haven't really talked about like our clairs and our senses and things mm. like that just yet, yeah. but, um, give it to me what when, you got. <laughs> when I was in, and this is so crazy. So when I was and I was going to the eighth grade dance, we had like, our parents had like rented us a limo and we were all, you know, eighth grade dance vibes. Right. So we stopped at the mall, we got some drinks, um, from Starbucks or something. And I was in Starbucks and I just heard this voice that was like, David. David, David, David. And like my set, my strongest sense is now, like now I know is, is claircognizance and um, just knowing shit. And so like I turn around and there's this man that looks kind of like forlorn. And um, I'm like, I'm sorry to bother you with this, but the name, like I, I'm feeling this pull towards you. <laughs> and, and the name David just keeps coming up. And he's like, that's my son that just passed away. And I... <laughs> Um, and it was like this moment, like all my girlfriends, it was weird for the rest of the night because they were like, oh, this bitch is psychic. <laughs> we, you know, so we're talking about it in the car and, you know, for, for months on end after that. But that was like the moment that I was like, all these, like, I've always been pulled to, um, you know, mystical witchy things and, 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 you know, um, things beyond this realm. And actually recently my, my, I've always told my, my dad, my parents, like, I'm a witch, I'm a witch, I'm a witch, kind of like to get on their nerves even. Mm -hmm. And my dad recently has been digging into our tree. And literally last week he found like my 13th grandfather, Edward Glover, Edward, the martyr Glover was burned at the stake in England for like paganism. And I was like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, look at this confirmation. So yeah, full circle moment there too. Yeah, you're like Edward is living right here. Like Edward, me. it's me. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I love it so much. I was very much, I was very much like a nature witch as a kid, and you know, I mostly I just was like, oh, I'm just, I'm just kind of weird, and like, you know, nobody yeah. else is really gets what I get out of like the dirt and the rocks and the, tr- and the conversation I'm having with the trees, building you know? fairy houses and things right. like that. Yes. Me yeah. Too. Yeah. So, so that was so, so very much my thing. And even as like a, as, as I was getting older, I would, I've always felt like this communication with trees. And I, I remember telling, I remember saying out loud as Ben and I were on a walk one day, I like turned to a tree and I was like, you're doing great. And he's like, are you are you speaking to the tree? And I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm going to just start the, I'm going to own this. This is like a thing I have. This is like a conversation I have. He was like, he was like, that tree is doing great. You're doing great. You're doing oh, great. I love it. Like, that's right. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I, and this has been like, um, a modern, like more recent blessing gratitude thing that I've just been feeling so deeply is like I never really uh, Tyler and I we've been together over four years now and I never really thought that I would experience like a partner especially a man partner (laughs) who really like saw and accepted my gifts and didn't think it was like weird or crazy but just like your experience with Ben like 
full acceptance with Tyler. He'll be like, yeah, babe. Or, or even the other day, somebody took something from our front yard and long story short, I was like, these people know who have it. And he like connected with them and he called me. He's like, babe, you're so fucking psychic. They knew. How'd you know they knew? I'm like, Dude, I just know. I just know. I just know. Uh, it's it's so good to have that person. Yeah. And I'll share this, and then and then we'll we'll wrap it up. But I, when I met Ben, I, it was very much like, I it, it was he, he was so incredible. And I've shared this before on the show. It was so incredibly different from anyone I had dated before. Everything about it was different. I was like, yeah, yeah okay, I I got it. Yeah, right. And and so I, one of the things I learned about him after we started dating is he his first. His first real like work in the music industry was he was working for uh, an artist uh, named Dr. John. And if, if people in New Orleans really know Dr. John, people in the 70s really knew Dr. John. He's like this really amazing um, New Orleans kind of legend. And he it was incredibly mystical, magical, spiritual. And so Ben was playing with him when he was, he was playing organ for Dr. John when he was 23, his first, first world tour out of college. And, and when Ben and I first started to kind of get to know each other, he would tell me these stories about taking Dr. John to meet the voodoo priestess and these. So I was like, Oh wait, he already, he, he just came from an experience. And I, I met Ben pretty soon after that. And so it, he already was connected in that way. And mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, th- right. Good, good. Like he'll allow me to go deeper into my mm-hmm. gifts mm-hmm. because he's already so open to that. And now Dr. John passed a, a couple of years ago and now things will happen. Like we'll be in the car and we'll be having like, you know, some sort of discussion about some sort of like life-changing moment and a Dr. John song will come on the radio or something like that will happen. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, It's really cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Just drop it in. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's it's so, it's so special. And so, yeah, I just love having, having a partner that, that gets it. And you know, if you're listening and you're like, my partner doesn't get it, doesn't mean they won't get it. They, they just sometimes need a, Mm -hmm. they need to see the magic for themselves a few times. There you go. So true. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, this has been so much fun, Jessa. I'm so, yeah. I'm so glad that we were able to do this and I'm so happy to have you on the show. And if, if folks that are listening want to know more about your work, where shall they, obviously Instagram is some, as a place where you do some really awesome things, mm-hmm. but where else can they, can they find you? Really? Instagram's my biggie. Um, And like my DMs are always open. I have an open door policy and we're actually wrapping up right now a super yummy freebie. So it's called the pleasure and profit playbook. Mm. And it's all about how to attract your soul clients with ease. So whether you're just getting started or you're looking to do less but better with more ease and more pleasure, um, that'll be up for you guys as well. You can grab that and connect with me and share all your insights from that tool as well. Beautiful. Amazing. All right, my friend. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's been a blessing and a gift. Thank you. Yes, mine as well. I am so happy to know women like Jessa really making an impact in this world. I so believe that we have an opportunity to have limitless wealth, limitless freedom, limitless impact in the things that we do. And human beings like Jessa 
doing the work that she's doing give each of us an opportunity to really tap into that. And I'm so grateful to her for being with us on the show today. So definitely go give her a follow over on Instagram, grab that freebie that she's talking about, especially if you're someone who is launching a business, has a business, wants the ability to make, make some, make some more money and do it in a way that's pleasurable. That is just a, a, a fun, a fun experience for you in your life. I mean, shouldn't we all be having fun and what we're doing every day? She, she definitely is someone that can show us that path, that path to ease and flow and freedom. And I'm so grateful to her for being with us here on the show today. Okay. So if you're loving these episodes, please share. I ask every week and I'll continue to ask you definitely share the episode, these episodes with the people that you know in your life that need to hear them for today's episode. If you've got a, someone in your life who has a business is considering starting a business is a solo entrepreneur, is a creative, is a healer, is a spiritual person and needs a little bit of that, 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 little kick to, to really take it to the next level, share this episode with them. And if, if you are that person, leave us a, leave us a review or come on over to the Instagram page and leave us a comment and let us know how the show is resonating with you. We appreciate it so, so much. You can follow the show at your woo woo BFF. You can follow me over at wee wee girl and let's see i'm gonna share a let's see let me find one i'm gonna share a review i've been sharing our reviews every single week love reading their reviews and i hope that if you have not yet left one that this will inspire you to do so okay so this review is from basic 201444 it says new favorite podcast i'm so happy and excited about this podcast you can hear how genuine and kind Andy is, as well as how much knowledge she has to share. Such a great listen for both the newcomer and people further into the woo-woo. Can't recommend this podcast to enough people. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so filled up with gratitude seeing these reviews every week and seeing your shares on social too. You guys are amazing. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. We are complete for today. I'll see you again next week and have a beautiful, beautiful rest of this spring season. We're moving towards summer. I'm so excited. I love the summer months and I'll be back again next week. Much love.